Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Warning, this episode contains scenes that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. In Colombia, being a rat or a snitch has a price, and it's expensive. Hundreds of activists, journalists, and social leaders have dedicated themselves to revealing the dark links between politics and organized crime. Many have paid with their lives. In 2022, Colombia was the third most dangerous country for journalists in Latin America, after Mexico and Haiti. But this is not new. Between 1977 and 2014, 152 Colombian journalists were killed, most from small media outlets covering local news. This does not prevent many from fulfilling the essential role of reporting the news, so fundamental to a democracy. Although Beto Coral investigates and analyzes Colombian politics, he does not consider himself a journalist. He sees himself as a human rights defender, strictly speaking, and a victim of the multiple ways the armed conflict in Colombia manifests itself. But, perhaps by chance, he has become something of a journalist, or a detective. He has spent years discovering details about his father's death and the corruption and inefficiency shown by the authorities during his case. And like many others who spoke out, he was threatened, to the point where he had to leave everything and go to the United States before something could happen to him or his children. To delve deeper into the story, I traveled to Colombia to meet with everyone who could provide clues and details to try to answer the question that worries us the most. Who murdered Captain Coral? Many of these interviews were with journalists 
who, even though they are aware they live and work in dangerous conditions, they continue to report day by day. One of them is Diana Saray Giraldo. I'm a lawyer. I studied journalism, but my passion and what has driven me my entire life is investigative journalism, especially reporting on corruption. Diana Saray Giraldo used to work as the director of Vanguardia, one of the oldest and most important media outlets in the department of Santander. Santander is located in northeastern Colombia, almost bordering Venezuela. It is an area with mountains that reach over 3,000 meters high, delimited by the Magdalena River. Its capital and largest city, Bucaramanga, has just half a million inhabitants. In 1989, long before Diana Saray started working there, the Vanguardia building in Bucaramanga was bombed by Pablo Escobar. Another attack that left the population of Colombia in a state of shock. The bombing occurred after the newspaper exposed links between the mafia and political power. In this explosion, three employees died. Nevertheless, the following day, Vanguardia printed the front page with the headline, Here we are. Now, Diana Saray works at Caracol Radio, where she is part of a morning news program for Colombia and specifically for the Department of Santander. Well, for, for those who don't know, I would like you to describe Santander for me, you know? Uh, wh why is it relevant or how does it stand out regarding the economy, culture and society in Colombia? Well, the state of Santander is Colombia's fourth largest economy. It has played a prominent role in the development of the whole industry. Here in Santander's capital, Barranca Bermeja, is where the country's main ecopetrol refinery is located. They are the country's largest oil company. It is a robust state with an impact on the national economy and desire for more growth in the country. Santander stands out economically, but it also has a less fortunate side. Unfortunately, Santander has played a leading role for violence in Colombia, the first of which was the rise of the guerrillas in Santander. The guerrilla group ELN originated in Santander in 1964. Later, Santander would host other guerrilla groups. FARC fronts would develop here as well as the EPL, which was another guerrilla that later demobilized. These guerrilla groups sought to control the Colombian government in order to establish a communist government through armed revolution. But blaming only the guerrillas for the violence that plagued Santander would be naive. Luego, llega a ser este mismo escenario un espacio donde crecen y se desarrollan los grupos paramilitares. Later, the stage was set for a similar scenario, as paramilitary groups began to grow and develop in Santander, in response to the dominance the guerrillas held here. There were eight paramilitary groups in Santander, 
So clearly, this is a region that has been the scene of armed conflict. The paramilitary forces are groups that operate illegally to combat the guerrilla forces. They are community self-defense groups to prevent guerrillas from taking over the territories. Paramilitaries have been accused of committing severe human rights abuses, even against people who had nothing to do with the guerrilla. It is estimated that the total number of fatalities in the armed conflict in Colombia, 47% were at the hands of paramilitary groups, which means more than 21,000 victims. To put this figure into perspective, a Boeing 737 could be filled almost 170 times with those killed by paramilitaries in Colombia. Santander, where this phenomenon of violence was experienced so brutally, also connects back to a central character in our investigation. That is Hugo Aguilar the shady police officer with whom Captain Coral had a bad relationship while they were colleagues in the search block. Aguilar was born in 1952 in Suaita, in the department of Santander, from a peasant background. Hugo Aguilar was the operational commander of the search block. In this position, he is credited with firing the bullet that killed Pablo Escobar on December 2, 1993. Thousands of Colombians revered him as a hero. According to Beto Coral, during his time as commander of the search block, Aguilar was not known as the most honest policeman in the group. That was the reason why Aguilar and Captain Coral did not always get along. Well, my dad didn't like Hugo Aguilar and Hugo Aguilar didn't like him either. And during the operations that were carried out in Magdalena Medio, they seized some caletas. The operations that Beto refers to happened while Aguilar led the search block. And the caletas were places where spoils of money or drugs seized from the Medellin drug lord were stashed. According to information from many police officers, Major Aguilar would steal these hidden stashes. My dad was completely sure that he was surrounded by corruption, by criminal cops. Ironically, Hugo Aguilar was a hero in the story. He had almost single-handedly ended Pablo Escobar's reign of terror. After this, Aguilar continued working as a decorated police officer until 1996, when he was asked to resign with the rank of lieutenant colonel. Driven by his national hero status, Aguilar began what would be an ambitious and prolific political career. Primero empieza una campaña para ser diputado de Santander y es elegido diputado de Santander. First, he campaigned to be and was elected the deputy of Santander. He aligns himself with the Citizens' Convergency Party and resigns. He did not finish his term of a deputy, and he then ran for the governorship of Santander, and was elected with high approval form, and the applause of the people of Santander. This was in 2003. 
His political rivals did not have the ace up their sleeve of having brought down Pablo Escobar. Although, we now know from the classified documents from the DEA that this feat was achieved thanks to alliances with paramilitary groups and drug traffickers like Los Pepes. But the paramilitaries didn't stop there. Because the paramilitarism project aimed to have both political and military control over the regions. The link between politics and paramilitarism has a well-known name in Colombia, parapolitics. In 2004, when Hugo Aguilar became the governor of Santander, the president of Colombia was Álvaro Uribe Vélez, a polarizing figure in the country. He has been accused of many things, including parapolitics. During his presidency, in October 2004, Uribe negotiated the demobilization of the main paramilitary groups. In April 2006, just a month before the president's re-election, the dissolution of 36 paramilitary armed structures was declared, with almost 31,000 men and women demobilized throughout the country. As part of this agreement promoted by Uribe, during the negotiations of this demobilization, the paramilitary leaders began to point out which politicians they help get elected in specific regions. And that's where Hugo Aguilar's names comes up. Several paramilitary leaders stated that within the regional domain pact, Hugo Aguilar was chosen to lead in Santander, and they gave him their full political support. They affirm helping Hugo Aguilar get elected governor of Santander. In exchange for their support, he had to hand over control of the Ministry of Education, as well as other positions within the government of Santander. These accusations shook Colombian society. Hugo Aguilar's name appeared again and again in national and international media. Beto knew about these accusations, and according to his sources, Aguilar was hiding a dark secret about his father's murder. In 2014, I publicly spoke about Hugo Aguilar and started receiving death threats. This is Transportista, who murdered Captain Coral Episode 7, Thorn in the Side. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. When Beto Corral began to expose his theory that Hugo Aguilar was somehow involved in his father's murder, he began receiving death threats that led him to exile. As Diana Giraldo mentioned in the previous segment, Aguilar was accused of colluding with paramilitary groups to achieve the governorship of Santander in 2004. But let's remember that it wasn't the first time that Hugo Aguilar did something like this. He was also involved with Los Pepes to hunt down Pablo Escobar in the early 90s. I asked Diana Saray Giraldo about this. Ya, yeah, o sea, es, fue casi como una continuación, ¿no? De, de su relación primero con Los Pepes, eh, después con, con este otro grupo paramilitar. Um, it was it was like a continuation of his relationship. First with Los Pepes, and then with this other paramilitary group specific to the province of Santander. It's almost like Aguilar had a history, right? Of a relationship with these groups that operate completely outside of the law. Absolutely, but with something that is quite striking in Colombia. These paramilitary groups, despite their illegal nature, despite being tremendously bloody groups, had public support in society, not only in Santander, but also in the 11 states most affected by guerrilla violence. And this is a painful truth for the country, but it is the truth. Another painful truth for many. The paramilitary group Bloque Central Bolívar, which Hugo Aguilar is affiliated with, is accused of committing 250 murders and 324 disappearances. But still, thousands supported Aguilar's political career. Many people saw paramilitarism as the only solution. The country had to rid itself for a huge problem. 
the dominance held by the guerrillas. At one point, nearly everything that happened in Colombia was controlled by the guerrillas. Key among them were the ELN and the FARC. They blew up oil pipelines, electrical towers, and carry out mass kidnappings. They kidnap congressmen and kill many presidential candidates. The country was desperate. The victims of the guerrilla fighters, the drug traffickers, and the paramilitaries were not only social and political actors, but also ordinary citizens who ended up kidnapped or forcibly disappeared. As hostages, they were subjected to torture and sexual violence. And in an attempt to counter the violence... Nacen estos grupos paramilitares que son igualmente sanguinarios, igualmente violentos. These paramilitary groups developed and were equally as bloody and violent. But they had the support of many economic sectors. Ranchers, for example, supported and financed the paramilitaries. This also meant that when the scandal broke about to support of Hugo Aguilar by the paramilitaries, he continued to have approval and popularity in Santander at the level that even today, in 2023, he still has. Hugo Aguilar was eventually prosecuted for his relationship with paramilitary groups in the Department of Santander. In 2013, he was sentenced to serve nine years in prison for aggravated conspiracy to commit a crime by signing an alliance with an illegal armed group, meaning parapolitics. And in 2011, he was banned from holding any public office for 20 years. But Llega en mayo del 2015 a un de buen He worked hard and showed that he was ready to return to society. In 2015, he reached an agreement and was granted parole for good behavior. He was released in May 2015. By then, when Hugo Aguilar was released for good behavior, Beto Corral received compromising information that linked Aguilar to the murder of his father. When Captain Coral worked at the airport in Bogotá, he became known as a rat after reporting a connection between a police officer and drug traffickers. Later, he became part of the HIN, which was dedicated to counterintelligence of police groups in Colombia. As we said in the beginning of this episode, in the underworld of Colombia, being a snitch is unforgivable, whether you're a journalist or a police officer. Beto knew that. ¿Y qué relación tendría el ex coronel de la policía Hugo Aguilar? And what relationship would the former police colonel Hugo Aguilar have to do with your father's eventual death? Bueno, esa respuesta se contesta sola. Well, that answer speaks for itself. The relationship that he would have with my father's death dates back to a statement made by a police officer in which he claims that Major Hugo Aguilar ordered my father's murder because of the complaints he wanted to make about the caletas that Aguilar seized and did not properly report to the national police. After being released on parole for good behavior, Hugo Aguilar was free again, but his freedom was subject to certain conditions. Pero 
hay un punto y es que además de esta condena a nueve años. It's important to note that in addition to this 90-year sentence, he was ordered to pay nearly 7 billion pesos to the victims of the paramilitarism. It was a sanction from the Victims' Compensation Fund. 6.3 billion Colombian pesos, about 1.5 million dollars today. ¿Qué pasa? Él dice que él es un simple policía, que él es un hombre que vive de su pensión de policía y que no tiene cómo pagar. What's the problem? He claims to be a simple cop, living off a police pension, and he has no way to pay. But he returns to Bucaramanga, where he has lived for the last few years, and begins to live a very luxurious lifestyle. A Mercedes-Benz, a Porsche, an impressive house, basically a mansion. And in a small city like Bucaramanga, his life and his wealth were public. Until one day in 2017, Diana... Voy saliendo yo en mi carro y la vida me lo pone en el semáforo de la... I'm out in my car and fate puts him right next to me at a traffic light. I took out my cell phone, snap a photo and tweeted. Poor little Coronel Aguilar can't afford to compensate his victims. He can only afford to drive his Porsche. I tweeted something like that. The photo was posted on social media and the justice system said, wait a minute, this man not only couldn't pay his victims, but was living off the police pension. They started investigating and asked him to justify how he had that Porsche. He was arrested again in 2019 to serve the remaining part of his sentence, and he finally went back to prison. The photo that Diana took of Hugo Aguilar eventually became the reason that put him back behind bars. But before that, the ex-police officer spent four years freely roaming the streets of Bucaramanga in luxury cars and living in mansions. While living this lifestyle, he argued that he didn't have the means to compensate the victims who suffered from the violence of their group that he himself supported. We'll be back with more after a break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. During the production of this podcast, we approached Hugo Aguilar on several occasions to grant us an interview and allow us to ask him about the accusations made by Beto Coral. However, Aguilar did not agree to be interviewed. But as we have established, Beto's suspicions are not recent. In 2014, Beto Coral made public accusations that Hugo Aguilar, a member of the search bloc and later the governor of Santander, had ordered the assassination of his father, Captain Humberto Coral Caballero. It was after these accusations, according to Beto, that he began receiving death threats that led him to leave the country in 2015. Beto based his theory on testimonies he collected independently testimonies that came from two police officers who preferred to remain anonymous and additionally from a hitman who was part of the Medellin cartel and later of Los Pepes. Regarding that statement, I have the recording. That statement is not legally binding because he does not want to testify in a judicial process. Perhaps it's hard to understand, mostly because it's in Spanish, but also because of the audio quality. This person makes statements about similarities between the assassination of Humberto Coral Caballero and Henry Orlando Umbacia, an officer of the search block who was also shot after leaving a nightclub in Bogotá. He was killed under the same circumstances as Captain Coral. And both, according to this testimony, were killed to prevent what they knew about Aguilar's corruption from coming to light. Hugo Aguilar is a man with strong political power in Colombia. In addition, even after being linked and found guilty of numerous crimes, he still enjoys the approval of many people inside and outside of Santander. And additionally, my father's murder is now beyond the statute of limitations. But I have that statement that indicates that Hugo Aguilar ordered the murder of my father, considering the complaints my father had been making about corruption within the search block, and the fact that he wanted to request a transfer from Medellin to Barranquilla, it was clear that something was amiss. He was trying to avoid exactly what happened to him, being killed. 
Although Beto accuses Aguilar of being the mastermind behind his father's death, he's convinced that Luzmari also fired a gun at him and was working with the five individuals who intercepted Beto's father that early morning in Medellín. As an improvised investigative journalist, almost like a detective, Beto Coral has gone far. Lo único que tengo para decir es que había un, ofici un oficial muy famoso en Colombia, Luis Ernesto Gilibert. The only thing I have to say is that there was an officer, a very famous officer in Colombia, Luis Ernesto Gilibert. He was the commander of Medellín's Metropolitan Police, and he was the person in charge of the investigation into my father's death. And yes, I have many, many questions to ask about him. Why? Because that night he didn't carry out an operation to capture my father's killers. Why didn't he order a lockdown? Why didn't he deploy units across Medellín to find my father's killers? According to the judicial file, Gilibert was responsible for preparing a police report with the collected evidence and testimonies. We contacted Luis Ernesto Gilibert several times by phone, considering him a key player in Beto's theory. However, we were unable to reach him despite repeated attempts. In this journalistic process, we have wanted the opportunity to look deeper into Beto's theories. However, the key players have all rejected our attempts to contact them. What could be the reasons behind their silence? Beto believes that if Luis Ernesto Gilibert, as the commander of the Medellin police, had ordered investigations around Luz Maria Arboleda Maso, or had carried out searches in the night of the murder, perhaps his father's death would not be unresolved because the issue remains unsolved. Hugo Aguilar was released from prison in June 2022 after serving his sentence for parapolitics. Today, those accused by Beto Coral can walk freely in the streets. Hugo Aguilar, the alleged mastermind behind Captain Coral's murder, is in Colombia. And Luz Maria Arboleda Maso, the alleged material author of the same crime, is in the United States as far as we can see from her social media. Y es que hay muchas cosas que yo no he podido averiguar porque la investigación individual de una víctima no puede sobrepasar los límites que le permiten sus propias herramientas. Realistically, there are many things I am unable to uncover. In my own investigation, I'm bound by the limits of my resources. You journalists have resources. The prosecution has resources. Even private investigators have resources, but a person that just has a computer lacks those resources. Someone who did have these tools and reported on Captain Coral's murder for Revista Semana was Jorge Lesmes. Nunca hubo como una investigación que determinara cuál había sido las causas y quién había estado detrás de la muerte de, de Coral. There was never really an investigation that determined the causes and who was behind Coral's death. But let's say we covered public policy. As journalists covering public policy, we would know about the corruption that existed within the police. And Coral became a stone in the shoe because he was denouncing what was happening and what had happened within the search block. It's clear that Captain Coral committed an offense that doesn't go unpunished in Colombia. Captain Coral snitched, or rather was planning to snitch on corrupt officers. And according to Beto Coral and Jorge Lesmes, this was the reason for his murder. 
Entonces, Coral es una víctima de, ese, de, de lo que había pasado. Essentially, Coral is a victim of everything that had happened. Coral is a victim of the emergence of drug trafficking in the search for Descobar, of the internal corruption within the search block, of the internal complaints he had made against his superiors, of everything that happened during the search block. And he was one of the people pleading for an internal investigation, saying that, although they had successfully eliminated Escobar, the ends didn't justify the means, that the principles and duties of the authorities involved also needed to be questioned. And in response, they killed him. They murdered him. A thorn in the side, like many others who tried to expose illegal behavior. What was the impact of Captain Coral's murder on his son Beto? Find out in the next episode of Transportista. Who murdered Captain Coral? Tenemos este muro que se llama La Inflexión, que tiene 41,691 luces. We have a monument called The Inflexion that has 41,691 lights. 41,691 holes symbolizing the victims from those 10 years of drug trafficking. Pues estoy feliz. Cuando me dicen que perdone. Well, when they ask to forgive, I'm happy to do so, despite who it is. At the moment, there's no one to forgive, just the system. But there's no person to forgive. They don't need my forgiveness because their lives went on. For me, this hasn't contributed anything to my life. I simply carry my defeat with me. That's all. Transportista, Who Murdered Captain Coral? is a production of Excel Content Studio and Detective in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network and is hosted by me, Álvaro Céspedes. Production by Diego Olivares and Álvaro Céspedes with the help of Sabine Jansen, Ana Isabel Octavio, Verónica Hernández, Reynolds Gutiérrez, and Stella Emmett. Written by Álvaro Céspedes. Edited by Carmen Graterol. Fact-checking by Desiree Yepes. Adaptation to English by Magali Stransky. Thanks to the voice actors who contributed in this episode. Beto Coral is Horacio Mancilla. Diana Saray Giraldo is Carla Suárez. And Jorge Lesmes is Héctor Villagómez. Executive producers are Carmen Graterol, Rose Reed, Isaac Lee, and Diego Enrico Sorno. Sound design by Gonzalo Messi and Hugo Mendoza. Original music by Sebastián León. Daniel Batista oversees audio at Exile Content Studio. Our executive producers at iHeart are Giselle Vances and Arlene Santana. Research by Meño Larios and Emma Friedland. Production supervision by Julio González. Created by Diego Enrique Osorno. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not represent the producing companies and are solely the product of Franklin Humberto Coral Garrido's own investigations, known as Beto Coral. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. 
Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.